Burn or save, who pays IRA and TSP part three? This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Okay. I have, qu- I so have I question have to two up there. Everybody. Hold on. Um, oh, what are you doing? I don't know. I had question two up there. I did. I, I'm, I'm a mess right now. So, okay. It's clear. Uh, Ready, set, apparently go, Cassie. So I. <laughs> I can't stop looking at your face. And so I'm not looking at the camera. And so people are probably thinking that like I'm, I'm all over the place. With well, my I eyes, just want to say I, that I, I, I get that all the time. People can't stop looking at my face. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so not, I was talking with an advisor about it this morning. I was on a Zoom meeting and I was like, I'm so sorry. Well, he apologized first, but I was like, I have the same problem. I I look at the person because I'm talking with them and and I'm not looking up at the camera. And so they probably think I'm looking at some random place on my computer or something. And I'm, right. I'm looking at the person on the screen, <laughs> not in <laughs> my camera. So anyways. Oh, I, think, I don't know. I think you're okay. I, I think that uh, okay. I, it looks okay. to me okay. like you've been looking at me. So could have fooled me. So awesome. I, th- well, I think you're okay. Let's move on. That's just okay. my little. <laughs> Very good. All right. Question number one, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it benefit to not, actually, I'm going to reword this a little bit. Wouldn't it be beneficial to use your sick leave or to not use your sick leave and retire early? That way you can just put more into your retirement and TSP and then get paid out for sick leave. Basically what they're saying is, isn't it better to save up sick leave and annual leave rather than burn it before you retire? What say you, Cassie? Well, it depends on your situation. Yep. Right? Um, Sick leave is automatically added to your uh retirement computation pension amount um and annual leave is automatically paid out in a lump sum typically within two weeks to 30 days of retirement or separation however there are certain situations where you know your sick leave is there to be used for a reason um my husband when he was working for the federal government and he got into his motorcycle accident he was able to use his sick leave and his annual leave for the three months he laid on the, wow. in the bed while he, was, wow. while he had a broken back and before he was able to go back to work. Okay, so not only did he have the FMLA um, leave that he was, that gave him the availability to leave, to use that much leave at a given time because you got to get permission, but mm-hmm. because he had all that sick leave saved, he was able to use it. He didn't have to right. go on leave without pay or something else. So we were still able to have an income, even though he was healing from his injuries. So it can also not just be sick leave, but it can serve as a short disability type income uh, policy as well. It So, I mean, it's used in the same concept. It is not a short-term disability 
policy, but it can be used for that's it can be used as such in a situation where somebody may not have that coverage and needs to you needs to use that leave for certain medical reasons. So sick leave, it is nice to have a bucket of it saved for when you need to use it. But in the event that you don't use it, yes, it automatically can increase your pension amount as well. It won't help you for eligibility purposes. Okay, right. so if you are at your MRA, um, you've got to have 30 years or 10 years if you're going to take a reduced benefit, 60 with 20, 62 with five years. It's not going to help. Like if somebody is age 62 and they only have three years, they're not going to have enough sick leave to count anyways for eligibility, but they can't if um, they can't use it to add more months or something like if uh, they're, you know, a couple of months to retirement and you think, great, I've got sick leave. I'm just going to use it to be eligible. That's not how that works. Right. But it will it will increase your pension. And in fact, it's the same it's a dollar for or hour for hour kind of thing. And so if you um, in a given year, an employee has 2087 hours that they work, working hours. So the, the table stays the same for your sick leave. If you reach 2087 hours, you're going to get an extra year added to your pension. And of course, if you have more hours, then you can have more time. You don't just stop at that year either. Some people think, you know, well, I've got, you know, it doesn't go beyond this. Well, the table still goes. It just only shows you that amount if you're looking at the sick leave chart. But it it can still, it can go on as much sick leave as you can accrue <laughs> throughout yeah. your career. You could add that time, all of that time or all yep. of those hours rather to your um, retirement computation. Um, on the flip side, your annual leave, you are limited to how much you can have in a given year. You can earn, um, well, depending on, well, let's see, is it you know, four, six, or eight hours? So it depends on how many years you have in service to how many hours you're accruing for annual leave, but you can you can only use or, or, or you can only carry over rather a certain amount per year. Right. So a lot of times you'll see user lose on somebody's pay stub, and that's the amount of hours that they have to use before the calendar year is up, or they'll lose that time. So, I mean, if you if you're gonna retire at the end of the year then you can count all of that time, those use or lose hours into your annual leave payout amount, that lump sum. But if you're going to retire at the beginning of the year, use that time that you have because you're not gonna, you're just gonna lose it if you don't. And so you might as well take advantage of it. <laughs> right. And there's also with uh, annual leave, we have to, th people do not think about this, but we have to think about taxes. So one and because you're if you're paid out, you're going to be taxed 20 percent right off the top. I mean, it, it's going to come out right off the top of your annual leave check, payout check. Um, 
it's possible to cut down on taxes by using your annual leave. So what what some people do is they say, I'm going to retire, let's say I'm going to retire July 1st, but I have mm-hmm. two months of annual leave. So I'm going to actually retire two months before that. I'm going to quit working and then use my annual leave, get paid out at, get continued to get paid out for that time at a higher rate for the next two months. But then there's some tax implications of where it actually works out better and you actually make more, you'll get more money if you do that than if you just save it up and get a check for it. And so there are different ways to make this work. And there's more considerations of, oh, I get a check. We have to think of taxes and we have to think of other things like that, that a lot of people just, it's not on the radar when they're thinking this. Yeah, to include on that point, um, it might even bump you up to the next tax bracket if you are yes. looking at some sort of pay increase or step increase yep. as well, because the annual leave payout is based on your hourly rate at retirement. And so if you're going to retire um, or if you're going to work all year and then separate you know, November 30th, and you get paid out for the annual leave in December, well, that actually might hinder what your taxes look like next year too. Because not only are you paying the initial taxes, but then you're having to use that or um, uh, account for that in your federal taxes on how much you earned as well. And so, um, and who knows if that's going to bump you up to a new tax bracket Mm-hmm. or what have you because of your your increase that you had right some people think oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna uh work another couple of months to make sure that you know more of that money is included in your high in my high three well that is great but then what does that do on the flip side when you're paid out for your annual leave as well um yeah. and can I can there I was just something say, else I was gonna say on that before I forgot? <laughs> okay. Ahead. Sorry, can I can I just say this is a simple this is this is probably the least I don't want to say complex, but the least uh worrisome aspect of federal employee retirement. Burn or or save up, right? I mean it's not like typically people think a lot about this, but it could mean the difference of thousands of dollars. And and, mm-hmm. and just this simple thing can make a huge, huge difference. Um, and, and most people just say, well, I'm gonna do it this way. Well, did you really think about it? The day someone retires, people just throw that out as, okay, I'm gonna retire this day, right? Okay, I'm done. Well, mm-hmm. let's think about this in context of everything else because it can mean thousands, again, thousands of dollars of difference to maximize your retirement. So these yeah. little issues should not just be taken just incredibly lightly. They should be planned out. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Are you going to need the annual leave amount to help offset the percentage interim pension that you receive? Because you have to wait so long before OPM right. finalizes your retirement paperwork. And so if your payout is going to be, you know, $10,000, $15,000, is that going to help you get through a couple of months on 
offsetting what you're not getting from your pension to until your OPM can finalize that that amount, right? And so we have to think about that as well. And I get this um, from advisors. They're like, well, why do you put that note in there about the annual leave? Well, because it could make a big difference. That might be what some spouse is is looking forward to because they see the numbers and they don't, you know, um, expend, they don't, they know that they're only going to receive a certain amount of the pension. Right. right? And so we have to plan for that as well. Um, and they just wanted to make sure like, Oh, is that, you know, what you're putting that in there because that's how much they're getting paid out. Right. And it's like, yes, they don't have the option uh, to put your annual leave and and include it in your pension amount it's automatically a lump sum payout there are no options to have sick leave paid out it's automatically included in your pension and so we got to be very clear on that and how those leaves are are used because they are beneficial to you you just got to figure out how are you going to use them right for your situation that's right so so we we've taken a a lot of time on that one but it's a good example of just how much we need to think through this. It's it's not a simple decision of, oh, you know, this is the way, and again, shortcut phrases, you should do this. Oh, are, are you sure about that? That's, again, that's where a specialist comes into play of, no, no, there's there's a lot more behind this than just, uh, just making a decision and calling it good. Yeah, I remember this well. Not all agencies, are going to let employees use their annual leave like that. Right, exactly. Sometimes you have to get special permission to use your annual leave in a situation where, okay, I'm gonna separate this date, I'm gonna stop working, rather, and then I'm gonna burn my annual leave until my separation date or my retirement date. Um, So that way, because that's gonna be best for my situation or what have you, right? Um, But you, you have to get permission for that. Um, agencies aren't just gonna say, yeah, go ahead and use up all of your annual leave or all of your sick leave. Um, some require maybe doctor certification for sick leave and things like that. And so uh, you just gotta be really clear with your agency and um, what the rules and their policies are for, for using leave um, to see if it's even an option for you and how that yeah. can coordinate with your retirement benefits. It, it it's amazing it's amazing to me that in in the workshops i probably spend one minute on this because it, it's something to think about but then we have to move on to other subjects as well but we just spent 15 minutes talking about this and, and that yep. that doesn't even involve someone's situation where okay let's look at all the options and all the different things we we've just spent a lot of time focused on this um and so, I don't know, a small issue can seem like a really big issue uh, later on. Okay, we have five minutes for two five questions. Five minutes, Are I you know. Ready? Let's... Is Fegley <laughs> paid for by the employer while you're working? Is, hold on. Um, Isn't Fegley paid no? for by your employer while you're working? A, a portion of it, I should say. It's not fully covered. Um, well, Mm. it's not postals postal employees get basic what's that postal employees get their basic paid for 
Yes. But besides employees that, but besides that, some postal employees some, get their good, basic. Good point. Good point. Some postal employees. Yeah. 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 Uh, there are like postal inspectors and things like that. Their basic is included, uh, right. or I'm sorry, not included uh, to the federal government's deductions. So they're not. The federal government's not paying for that. So you're. The government has given you a break in the premiums that you pay while you're working for um, for the Fagley amount. Once you retire, that premium will change because, and it's not because the government pays a portion of it, it's because of how they factor the premium. It's a, kind of complicated right. to get into. Right. Um, advisors understand this because they get like the price points and the cost per thousand um, that goes into the Fagley premium. But essentially, your cost per thousand is less while you're working than it is in retirement. And so that's why you see a, a big increase once you retire for your Fagley premium. Yeah. And, and can I can I add to that? I don't want people people to misunderstand and mishear when you say it is less than when you when you retire and after less than is only comparing before and after it's not comparing less than for example a private plan a private plan may already be less right. than that it's just less than when you retire and so we right. have to be careful and understand what we're comparing there i mean you said it perfectly but i just yeah. wanted to point out that we have to understand that. No, that's a that's a very good catch. Thanks. For ah, yeah. Okay. Clarify. Next question. This is an easy one, <clears throat> an easier one. How is the? I'll say a shorter one. How is the government Roth TSP different than a Roth IRA? Okay. So, do you want me to so do that, or do you want to do episode. that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, watch the previous episode. We talk about that yeah. a little bit when we talk about traditional. <clears throat> a lot of similar, well, when we talk about the differences between an IRA and a TSP, whether it's Roth or traditional, a lot of the same concepts are applied, right? right? So for instance, when you take money out of the Roth TSP, as opposed to when you take money out of a Roth IRA, in the Roth TSP, you have that um, uh, split. Yes. Well, you go ahead and explain it. You, you're so much yeah. better at it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you're on the right track. It's it's when you pull it out from the TSP, if you have, as in the example, if you have 50% in your G, 50% in your C, it'll come out 50-50. And that's Roth mm -hmm. or traditional. It doesn't matter. In an IRA right. with your Roth or traditional, you can pull it out whatever way you want to. But I think the big, the one of the biggest differences of the Roth TSP, uh, other than uh, Roth TSP versus a Roth IRA, is that, for example, I can put up. Well, you know, if I'm a federal employee, I can put nineteen thousand five hundred dollars into my TSP. I can put that all into the Roth in my TSP. Right. There are income limits in an IRA, so that it, if I make too much money, I can't put any in my Roth IRA. 
And even if I could, I can only put like, I, I think the limit is $7,500 a year, something like that. Yeah. If I'm married. It's, it's limited on the amount that you could contribute to the Roth IRA, depending on your income and yes. whether or not you're married and your situation, right? There are, there are certain restrictions with the Roth IRA as opposed to the Roth TSP. And if you're looking at having a Roth TSP, um, there could be a match too, right? right. You right. Whether it's Roth or traditional that you're contributing that 5% to, the government's still going to match. Right. The five, their five percent. If you're me, if you're contributing up to that amount, um, now the government match doesn't go towards the Roth, but your match does. Right. So I just noticed we're out of time. Wait, I, I, I'm go. sorry. I've got to say one more thing. I've got to say one more thing real quickly. Yeah. I know we're out of time, and I hate that, and I apologize, people, but I got to say one more thing. And I'm gonna, and, and I, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Overall, and I'm just going to say this overall, and, and, and this may be different for everyone. Roth TSPs, uh, and again, I hate saying this, but Roth TSPs typically for an employee, I'll say are better for the employee in that rather than a Roth IRA when you're putting the money in. When you go to take it out, it's usually the opposite. A lot of times the Roth IRAs are better of pulling it out. And we have to realize that there's a distinction between pulling, putting it in and putting it out. There are different rules and there are different times to have your money in different yeah. areas. Again, it may be different for everyone. So I don't want to say that, you know, that's a hard, fast rule because it isn't. So that's my disclaimer. Yeah. That's what I had to say real quickly before we end. Any okay. last words, Cassie? Yep. There's also different features between those policies and, you know, I don't know. We can't say what's going to be good for you right. or what's not. Right. That's what you got to talk to a financial planner. But if you're curious, please reach out to us, phonobabble.com, and we'll get you in touch with somebody who can help you. Um, we we don't give your information to everybody. We give your information specifically to one advisor who can answer these specific questions for your case. So they're, they're going to provide a benefits analysis for you and then also be able to answer any questions on the back end Good. regarding these types of scenarios where you're curious which is better so go take action yes thanks cassie sorry everyone for going over see you next time take <laughs> care thanks for coming to get cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost no obligation and no sales pitch go to fednababble.com while you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.